What's good, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Ball with Tyler Todd. I'm your host, Tyler Todd, and today we have an episode recapping strictly baseball and basketball, but more so importantly for baseball, recapping the month of June for the June All-Star team. So picking, sorry, this <laughs> is so gross, just perping on the mic. <laughs> Okay. Oh my gosh. But okay, we could start now. So back to norm, back to normalities. Um so every month in baseball obviously a couple like, you know, baseball outlets like MLB Network, FS1, they do like a recap of each month of baseball and talk about who was an all-star in each month. So we're at the 6 obviously, you know, Six months long is the regular season of baseball, but we're at the midway point right before All-Star break. We did have the first phase of the All-Star break voting done, so that is complete. So now we have the guys voted in, and then they they figure out who starts and whatnot. But this isn't for strictly, obviously, like the actual All-Star game that's happening in a couple weeks, but this is just from MLB Network. An article from Will Leach, a writer for MLB Network, basically talking about who made June's All-Star team. So... Yeah, they're putting together an all-star team for each month. So third month of baseball, all-star pick from each league, each position. So first, we're going to talk about catcher. For the National League, we have Travis Darno from the Atlanta Braves, who has a 1.103 OPS and seven home runs. In the American League, Alejandro Kirk from the Blue Jays, 1.114 OPS and seven home runs. And a little background on both of them, Kirk and Darno have put up two of the five highest OPS figures of any player this month, a minimum of 15 games. Kirk, in particular, was a monster, posting a 459 OBP in more walks than strikeouts. And yeah, well-deserved all-star game start at Dodger Stadium if that, so if that turns out to be the case. Now, moving on to first base in the National League, we have Paul Goldschmidt of the St. Louis Cardinals, former D-back. We miss you so much. Please come back. Like, seriously, we miss you so much. But 1.064 OPS, 8 home runs. And in the American League at first base, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. for the Toronto Blue Jays, a 9.71 OPS and 9 home runs. So Goldschmidt likely won't win NL Player of the Month again like he did in May, but he was nearly as good in June and continues to be the front runner for what would be his first MVP award. It's shaping up like it could actually be a possibility. And speaking of MVP candidates, here comes Vlad Jr. If he has a couple more months like the one he just had, he's going to shoot up the list. Like, I, it's, we have such an amazing crop of talent in baseball. It seriously blows me away that baseball fans were just blessed in this sport to see some pretty incredible athletes on the on the diamond. Now, at second base for National League, um, your boy Jake Cronenworth from the San Diego Padres, a 415 OBP and 24 RBIs, and that is good because he really did struggle in the first couple months of the season. In the American League, Isaac Paredes for the Tampa Bay Rays, 691 slugging and seven home runs. So Paredes plays all over the infield, but he was at second base more than he was anywhere else. That's where we reward his huge month. Cronenworth continues to be one of the main and one of the quietest reasons the Padres are keeping pace with the Dodgers near the top of the NL West. And I have been saying that for pretty much quite some time now as a he is one of the key factors to the Padres' success. Aside from Manny Machado, Hosmer, Voy, all the eight, the typical names you would hear, the, he is a crucial cog in the machine of making the team go. Next at shortstop for the National League, Dansby Swanson of the Atlanta Braves, a 9.78 OPS and seven home runs. In the American League, Grade A weirdo Carlos Correa, the Minnesota Twins, a 1.018 OPS and six home runs. 
So very, very similar numbers. You may vaguely remember these two shortstops from last year's World Series. They both took huge steps forward in June for teams that are right in the thick of division races, especially Atlanta, who has really climbed their way up from having a really slow start to the season, looking to make a splash this year, just like last year, winning the World Series. Now at third base in the National League, Brandon Drury of the Cincinnati Reds, a 6.53 slugging and eight home runs. In the American League, Rafael Devers of the Boston Red Sox, a 9.79 OPS and 19 RBIs. So after performing well in spot duty with the Mets last year, Drury has gotten a chance to play full-time in Cincinnati in 2022, and he has soared. He's already tied his career high in home runs, 16, set with my D-backs in 2016, and somehow he's the centerpiece of this Reds lineup. Seeing Devers here is considerably less surprising, but I mean, I still think he's a beast, man. He seriously is one of the better third basemen in baseball. Now, moving to the outfield, they do it in a big collective order rather than splitting up left, center, and right. So for the National League, we have Kyle Schwarber of the Philadelphia Phillies, 11 home runs, 24 RBIs. Then we have Michael Harris, the second for the Atlanta Braves, a 351 batting average and 34 hits. And then Brian Reynolds, who is probably more than likely will be traded at the deadline coming up of the Pittsburgh Pirates, a 1.008 OPS and eight home runs. And now the American League center fielder Byron Bucks of the Minnesota Twins, a 750 slugging with nine home runs. Pretty much the best player in the league. Mike Trout of the Los Angeles Angels, Anaheim Angels, California Angels, whatever the hell you want to call them. 679 slugging, 10 home runs. And then finally, who's probably going to win American League MVP, Aaron Judge of the New York Yankees. 11 home runs and 20 RBIs. Yeah, so it's it's pretty scary. It's really that outfield. Just looking at the crop of names we have, that American League outfield, those three are seriously incredible. Buxton, easily an MVP in that conversation, Mike Trout, three, four-time MVP, Aaron Judge, guys already, oh my gosh, like literally, let me let me look up him up real quick. What do we got on Aaron Judge? We got to check out his little, his little resume real quick because I think he has, if I'm not mistaken, excuse me, he has not won an MVP yet, but four-time All-Star, MLB first team, rookie of the year, two-time Silver Slugger, fielding Bible award, home run leader one year, defensive player of the year award. So yeah, he's pretty amazing. So yeah, Yankees cruising right now. Over 50 wins this year. Best record in baseball. Pretty scary. Now, the designated hitter spot in the American League, Jordan Alvarez of the Houston Astros, slashing 418, 510, and 835, which is absolutely absurd. And the National League, Bryce Harper, who actually is going to be out for a little bit and is having surgery on his thumb from a hit from a pitch that hit him from Padres starter Blake Snell. Absolutely beamed him on the hand. But Bryce Harper for the Phillies, slashing 359, 455, and 641. So obviously you might not believe a DH can win an MVP, but if you don't have the same restrictions on player of the month, Alvarez is an overwhelming candidate. He put together an absolutely ridiculous month, the best of his already terrific career so far. Now we just have to hope that Wednesday's horrific outfield collision in New York, which happened to him, doesn't keep him out of action for long, and that's really scary. And pour out one for Harper as well. He, of course, broke his left thumb after being hit by Blake Snell fastball, which I just mentioned. When the pitch happened, Harper was on yet another tear. Seriously putting up like another MVP year. Hopefully he's back in time to be, uh, you know, to be another awesome DH or right field, right field talent like he always has been. And for starting pitchers now, the National League, Carlos Rondon of the San Francisco Giants, a 1.25 ERA, 41 strikeouts in the American League, Dylan Cease of the White Sox, 0.33. Dude hasn't even allowed 0.50. It's unheard of. And 45 strikeouts. So it wasn't that long ago that these two were rotation mates in Chicago. That is true. 
Rondon, perhaps unsurprisingly, has gotten even better in San Francisco, though it's tough to do better than Cease, who gave up only one earned run, but also nine unearned runs over five starts. So pretty, pretty, yeah, it's kind of leaving me speechless. Don't really have a have the words for that one. And for relief pitching, the last category, last position, the National League, Jesse Chavez, the Braves, 12 and one-third innings pitched, zero runs allowed, and 16 strikeouts. In the American League, Emmanuel Clase of the of the Cleveland Guardians, 11 saves, no runs allowed. So, and really, I'm not sure it's possible to have a better month than Clase, who held hitters to a 2.77 OPS. The NL pick would have been Ryan Hesley, who hadn't been scored upon all month until with one out left in the last game of the month for the Cardinals. He gave up a two-run homer that cost St. Louis a big game against the Marlins. So there you go. Pretty incredible. And the trade deadline is coming up. And here are some names in the mix to keep a little keep an eye on for you. Catcher Wilson Contreras to the Cubs. Definitely, I think, is going to be moved because they freaking shelled all of their starters last year. First baseman Josh Bell of the Washington Nationals. Second baseman Whit Merrifield of the Kansas City Royals. Shortstop Jose Iglesias of the Colorado Rockies. Third baseman Brandon Jury, who I just discussed, the Cincinnati Reds. Right fielder Anthony Santander of the Baltimore Orioles. Center fielder Brian Reynolds of the Pirates, who I also just obviously discussed. Left fielder Andrew Benintendi of the Kansas City Royals. D.H. Nelson Cruz of the Washington Nationals, which I truly think the Padres will try and go after because we bet we need a better D.H. spot because Luke Voigt is just not doing it right now. Starting pitching, Frankie Montez of the Oakland Athletics. And relief pitcher David Robertson of the Chicago Cubs. So those are some names to watch out for. And also, if you're a big baseball fan, you know that um, we've been doing the city uniforms. They introduced that last year. Teams, you know, con- uh, teams connected with Nike to make specific uniforms that have to do with the city's heritage, the city's culture, and things like that. And the Padres finally unveiled their City Connect uniforms. They were the last team of this year to do so. So we have like 15 teams so far. And the Padres ones are cool. It has a, you know, white, like a greenish teal red. It has to do with the Baja, the Baja California, Tijuana, Mexico influence of obviously being very close to San Diego, kind of like the pastel, like beachy colors of like the sunset. So it's, if you haven't looked at them, yeah, I would definitely check it out. Very awesome news in baseball. And then lastly, again, like we always do on this day in sports history, this actually is going to be a basketball reference. So on this day, July 1st, 2018, and y'all know this man, the best player in basketball, LeBron James. LeBron James signed with the Los Angeles Lakers four years ago today. And you know that you in the rest is history would win the win a championship in the COVID season. Obviously still there now. And yeah, I hopefully they fire sale all those guys and get them out of here. And Kyrie Irving, don't come to Los Angeles, please. Kevin Durant, stay away from Los Angeles. Thank you. But yes, on this day, four years ago, LeBron James came to came to LA after returning to Cleveland where he finally got his long long-awaited title that he's promised to the city of Cleveland. So pretty exciting stuff. Sorry for being away for so long. I didn't do two, it was two weeks I didn't do two episodes because I had a lot going on. Went home, had, yeah, went home for a nephew's birthday, sister's birthday, Father's Day, had a lot of stuff going on that week. And then last week I was just very busy with other stuff as other occupations and things as well. So thank you for checking in as always. Check me out on Instagram at Ballin' with Tyler Todd. TikTok Ballin' W Tyler Todd. And then my personal as well, all, um, all, lowercase no spaces Tyler T. Robinson and yeah follow the socials and uh gonna be keep doing this every every week you know every Friday keeping it rolling I'll catch you on the next one Friday at 5 p.m later